Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey! Hey! Here comes the... Here comes the... Here comes the... Y'all don't really want it like so. Yeah. Here comes the...
Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Big night of big night of sports. Topped off by MMA's top top organization, the UFC. UFC 211. Miocic, Dos Santos 2. Also, Joanna John Jenkins takes on probably her toughest her toughest fight as of yet, and we'll get we'll get into that pretty soon. Yeah, just talk about some NBA playoffs. Also talk about um, some willing and dealing going on um, um, in in the NFL. Also, also just all about sports. You know, whatever y'all want to talk about, man, hit me up six four six three seven eight zero two nine eight. We also also are powered by Solar Headphones. I have my Solar Headphones in as of right now. Uh, check them out at all of their social media platforms: uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, also uh, Snapchat. So uh, check them out there. Also check them out at their at their site. Only solar power headphones in the world. I mean, I have mine in, and they're working great. I hope you can hear me great as well. But before we go any further, man, I want to give a special happy th- happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and all to my mother as well. You know. Um, so with that being said. We're going to jump right into the devotional, man. And this comes from our friends at In Touch Ministries. It's called Overcoming Swaying Faith. And the passage is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 32. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage. And it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on, on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped. <laughs> the Lord wants us to do far more in believers' lives and through their witness than most are willing to allow. We believe he can do great things, but the problem is that we are not sure that he will act, act on, on our behalf. Consequently, we hesitate to trust him fully for specific answers regarding our personal situations. Vacillating through between faith and doubt, like a boat in a squall, makes for a sick and tired Christian. If we desire to calm the sea of faith, 
we must first decide to act out of obedience rather than simply make choices according to feelings or sight. Peter walked on water because he chose to proceed by trust instead of by reason. As believers, we will not become stable in our faith until we recognize that believing God is a choice. The second action of being a faithful believer is to focus attention on God. When we look at our circumstances, we are restricted to our own limited view of the situation. As long as Peter was staying at Jesus, his feet stayed on the water surface. But the moment he looked at the wind, whipped the waves, he began to sink. Finally, we are to maintain our focus on the Lord by keeping our mind on the word. We cannot trust our sight, reason, or knowledge to steer us through a storm of doubt. But we can truly depend on upon scripture. Choose to believe that the Lord will work on your behalf. Then focus your attention on him. Claim a promise from scripture that applies to the situation. When those three actions regularly become part of your life, you will stop swaying. The Heavenly Father will honor your steadfast faith. Dude, when you have faith in something, don't go back and forth on it. If you believe in somebody, believe in them. If you don't, then don't. But you got to... You got to be, you can't be wishy-washy in what you believe in. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that when we sway on faith, we sway on ourselves. When we don't have faith in things, we don't, we don't have faith in God, we don't trust in God, then what do you have? Just a little food for thought, man. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some UFC. Y'all stay tuned.
on my praise. I be 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 on my praise. about this card tonight. One of the most stacked cards of 2017 is the UFC 211 pay-per-view tonight, 10 o'clock on pay-per-view. And also you can watch it on UFC.tv um, if you have or Fight Pass, if I should say, if you have Fight Pass. So uh, I don't have Fight Pass anymore, but I'm so excited for, for the main event, the co-main event, and a couple other fights on this card. That that just really just gets my blood going and ready to see this fight, ready to, ready to see people come back. Um, you know, you got a couple, you got a couple number one contender matchups. Um, you have one matchup where one guy thinks that um, that he's getting set up for failure, and the other guy thinks that he's getting set up for for excitement. So, you know. I don't know what to say about it, but that's the way they feel about it. So, you know, it's cool. I'm really excited for this, for this card, though. And I'm just going to go straight up from the top. The main card, Steve Miocic, Junior Dos Santos. The first fight between them was epic. I'm so excited to see that fight come about. Joanna um, Jonjecic and Jessica Andrade. Really excited about that fight. I think that's going to be probably one of the most explosive women's fights of the year. Damian Maya and Jorge Masvidal. The winner of that fight is possibly going to get a shot at the 170-pound championship. Frankie Edgar, Yaya Rodriguez. One guy's on the up. One guy's on. One guy is is, is just progressing straight to the top. One guy's at the top of his game and ready to get back into back into title contention. And then you got another matchup. You know, Christoph Jalko, David Branch, two guys, heavy hitting, just nasty, nasty guys. And then the FX card, the the um the prelims. There's four preliminary fights that a lot of people are talking about, and it's headlined by Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Adonis Portier, and I can't wait to see that fight. Um, Eddie Alvarez coming back from from just a destruction job that he that he suffered from Conor McGregor, Dustin Portier, 
um, trying to get back into winning ways. I mean, just really excited for this fight as well. I mean, man, there, there's so many fights on this card that I can just talk about right now, and I'm just really excited for for this card. And, um, you know, James Vick, Marco Polo Reyes, I mean, you're looking at an all-action fight there. Rashad Coulter, Chase Sherman, oh, you're looking at two up-and-coming guys there. I mean, Cascade, Jason Knight, uh, I'm excited for this card. And let's just start, let's just start at the main card. And um, Christoph Joko and, and David Branch, I mean, you look at two guys, heavy hitting guys, they do things differently. I mean, they do things great. <coughs> there's some things they do great. There's some things they do. They do. <coughs> excuse me. There's some things they do great. There's some things they do not so great. And um, David Branch, he has he has the he has great movement, and I think that he. <coughs> excuse me. David Branch, I think, has great movement. Heavy kicks. Um, likes, to, likes to get the takedowns. Great wrestler. Likes to ground and pound. Has heavy hands. Um, really good wrestler. Great wrestler. But he is he is susceptible to the takedown. Um, he's susceptible to the takedown, but he's also a guy who can take people down as well, which makes him just... This is dangerous. Um, a fighter as as Christoph Joko. Christoph Joko is a judo woka, um who who can take you down, who can defend the takedown probably as well as anybody. Um, he's got some. He's got some really beautiful kicks. He's he got some really beautiful throws. Um, he does have a boxer stance at times. And he can submit you. He can submit you. This is a very, very rounded fighter in Christoph Jocko. Um, a lot of people haven't seen him much in the UFC. But when you do see him, like he's had four fights in the UFC, this kid can fight, man. And he's he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better as he as he evolves. I mean, this is 21st fight um, as a mixed martial artist. David Branch, 20 and 3. Joko nineteen and one. I like. I love this matchup. It's gonna be an action-packed matchup. David Branch gonna swing for the fences. Joko's gonna be very patient in, in what he wants to do. But don't be surprised if he shows you some precision and shows you some big time, some big time movement. So just just be cognizant of that as well and. Um, but I do like I do like Joko in this in this fight. But what he really has to do, he has to watch. He has to watch the heavy hands of David Branch. He does have to watch the takedowns that David Branch can hit uh, as well. I mean, he can take down. He can take it down, even though he even though it's it's a low percentage that he they takes down his opponents with. I mean, thirty four percent accuracy. But you know. 
this is a guy who can who can definitely take try to take you down. Joko, if he just uses overall abilities, what he what he does use what he use what he does to bring him to that brought him to the table, brought him to where he is now. Um to be in that top ten that top ten one hundred and eighty five pounder. This is a good fight for both guys. I think like I said, I think Joko has the advantage because he because he's more real rounded than David Branch is. So I'm gonna go with Joko in his matchup. Even though I like the heavy hands of David Branch, I think David Branch has improved in some sort in some in some ways from the last time I saw him fight to from the first time I saw him fight to the last time I saw him fight. So this is a guy this is a guy who can give you what you really want in a fight. He can give you action. He can be a little bit boring, but this is a guy who can who can bring it. You know, he will bring it. So just just looking at it from there. Moving on. Frankie Edgar, Yair Rodriguez. Frankie Edgar, number two contender, Yair Rodriguez number seven contender. The winner of this fight is probably gonna end up getting getting a, a matchup between the winner of Holloway Aldo. And that's the way I look at it. You know, you have the interim champion, you have you have the the champion, quote unquote. Even though Aldo shouldn't be the champion, I think I think really, really think that Conor McGregor want, wants to hold on the wanted to hold on to both titles, but you know, the powers that be you know, said otherwise. So, um Frankie Edgar, Diana Rodriguez, there's a lot there's a little bit of tension between these two guys. Uh because Frankie Edgar thinks that he's getting set up for failure. Gary Rodriguez thinks that Frankie Edgar is the this is the time for the perfect fight between him and Frankie Edgar at 145 pounds. I personally think that Frankie Edgar needs a fight. He shouldn't wait any longer. Gary Rodriguez, he's ready. He's hungry. I want to see this fight because I want to see what Edgar's going to bring to the table. You know what kind? You know what kind of takedown defense he has. You know, you know what he can do with his takedowns. He's action packed. He he got heavy hands. He's very quick. I mean, Yair Rodriguez when he he can hit you with anything and hurt you. So. Whether it's a kick, whether it's a punch, I mean, Yair Rodriguez has heavy, has heavy striking, and I don't know how it, where he gets that that striking power from. It it just comes, and he's a pouncer. You know, he's very aggressive in, in, in his fight, in the way he fights. Whereas Frankie Edgar can can pick you apart with the counters. This is a this is a good this is a good Styles Clash type fight. Both guys, you know, they, they're great wrestlers. Both guys are great wrestlers. Both guys can, can strike when when need to strike, when need to strike. Both guys have great takedowns. Both guys can 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 land punches. I mean, they're both very quick. They both can land three and four or five punches in, in combination. You know, I would not be surprised in this three-round fight you have over a 1,000 punches thrown. Between the two of them, I just wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they both have a hundred strikes 
landed against it, against one each have a hundred, hundred, the fifty to two hundred strikes landed against against one another. This is this, this is an all action fight. Frankie Edgar has a lot more to prove than Yair Rodriguez. Frankie Edgar wants to get back. He wants to fight. He wants to fight Jose Aldo. He wants to fight Matt Holloway. He wants to show that he still got it. Yair Rodriguez. He wants to. He wants to get in that top five conversation. He wants to be that next guy up. He. He is the future of 145. Let's not get let's not get this wrong. Let's not get this this twisted. Frankie Edgar, Jair Rodriguez is one of those. This this is the this is, could be the fight of the night, without a doubt, without a doubt, could be fight of the night potential. Look at just looking at looking at their at their past results. Looking at what Frankie has done in the past, being champion. At, at a higher weight class and seeing what he's done since he's come down to 145, seeing what what Jair Rodriguez has done since he's come into the UFC, and seeing just seeing their path finally take shape right here. This is a perfect time for both of these guys to fight each other. I mean, this is a fight that could happen. December, January, February, you know, the winner of this fight versus the winner of Max Holloway, Jose Aldo. This could happen December, January, February. I mean, you pretty much got a four-man tournament going on right now to determine the featherweight champion in the UFC. I mean, there's no other way around it. This is a great fight. I think this is going to be a fan-friendly fight. I think this is going to be a fight that a lot of people are going to talk about. A lot of people are going to talk about, and and even not, even I'm just I'm just I'm excited to see this fight. I really am excited to see this fight. I really am. Who do I think will win this fight? This this is the difficult part. I love Frankie Edgar. I love his style. I love the way he fights. I love the way he's in and out, in and out of the pocket. I love the way he. He changes levels. I love the way he he incorporates his wrestling into into his game. You know, he's all he's all high octane, high energy. I I really think that with Jair Rodriguez, with Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar has that championship mentality. Jair Rodriguez has the hunger of. He has the hunger of of a wild wolf. I mean, he is uh, El Pantera, which is the panther. I mean, he 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 he's got that he's got that mentality that it's his time, and it's kind of like seeing him and Matt Holloway in a mirror. And I'm excited to see this fight. I really am. Who will win this fight? Hmm. It's a toss-up. I mean, I'm I'm really torn on who could win this fight. I really am. Um, my mind is saying, my one side of my head is saying, go with Frankie. He's he's got the experience. He's 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 been champion. He knows what he knows what to expect. 
And then in other ways, I won't, in, in, on the other side of my brain, it's like, go with Yair. Because Yair has the momentum. He, he's been the more active fighter. You know, so so here, here's my take on who will be the winner. I, I mean, I'm, I'm torn between it, but if I had to, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I, I think I would have, I think I would, I, I'm leaning toward Jair in a, in a way because, because of his ascent, because of the momentum he's had, because he's been a more active fighter here in the last year. But I can't discount Frankie Edgar and the contributions that he's made to MMA, the contributions that he's made to to the UFC, and his his spirit, his fighting spirit. I mean, you can't go wrong with with the way he fights. And so, just based on just based on, I mean. I, Based on activity, I will go with Jair Rodriguez, but based on 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 the overall, I mean, if you had to base on the overall, I mean, you go with Edgar, you go with Edgar, you can't go wrong. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with either. But I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Jair Rodriguez because he's been the more active fighter, and but like I said, don't. Do not discount Frankie Edgar at all. And the way that he fights, he's got a champion's mentality. He he fights like a champion. He does everything with a champion with a with a smile on his face. He he he's a champion, period. So uh, but I'm gonna have to go with Jair Rodriguez. I, I, I mean I, it's hard for me to say that because because you've seen so much of Frankie Edgar over the years, and you know what you know what he's gonna do. You know what he's gonna bring to the table. So I, I'm gonna go with Jair Rodriguez. I I, I I I don't know. Moving on. Damian Maya, Jorge Masvidal. This has got to be. Probably going to be the most intense matchup that a lot of people are going to see. Here's the thing. Tyron Woodley has called out everybody except for these two. Damn, with good reason. Damian Maya can beat you without even punching you. What I've been throwing a strike. He can beat you on the ground. He's a he's got great takedowns. I mean, he's the th- he's at thirty two percent takedown percentage across his career in the GFC. Thirty two percent. Thirty two percent. Which a lot of people say it isn't good, but That's three out of ten. He's batting three hundred. I mean, so you look at it from that standpoint. 
you look at his pedigree, you look at everything he's done over his career outside of mixed martial arts. This guy's a jiu-jitsu world champion. This guy has won jiu-jitsu tournaments all over the world. He has world-class jiu-jitsu. And he's also got a little bit. He's also got a little bit of punching power. Not as much punching power as Masvidal has, but he's got punching power nonetheless. This is a guy who can stand up. He will stand up in the pocket with you. He does have a granite chin. I love Damian Maya because Damian Maya is one of those guys who just, night in, night out, if he's not hitting you in the mouth, he's taking you down, he's grounding you, he, he, he's setting you up in some ways, he's landing strikes, advancing his position, so that way he can submit you. World-class jiu-jitsu striker versus a world-class world jiu-jitsu guy versus a world-class striker in game bread. Master Dog, can hit you at one punch and you go to sleep. I'm so excited to see this fight because you're going to see two different, you're going to see two totally different styles. Corey Masvidal is a great wrestler. Like a lot, I mean, he's a good wrestler. Like a lot of these, like a lot of these other, like a lot of these guys are, that have come from from the wrestling background. I mean, that's what makes this fight so different for me. Because I'm looking at this fight and I'm like, which way do you go in this? You, you go in this fight. Which way do you do you see yourself swaying in this fight? Simply because. Simply because Damian Myers is going to slow down the pace. He's not going to hit you. He's not going to throw punches to, to get you out of there. Unless he sees you hurt. He will submit you just as quick as he will try to TKO you. He's going to look for the submission before he looks for the TKO. That's just the way he, the way he fights, the way he operates. It's what he looks for, because he knows that he's a better jiu-jitsu guy than pretty much half the roster in the UFC, whether he's fighting at 70 or whether he's fighting at 85. Do I think the cut for him to 170 was a good cut, was a bad thing? I think him being an older guy coming down instead of being an older guy going up may hurt him in this fight because – Masvidal likes to push the pace. Masvidal likes to likes to throw punches in bunches. He likes to be very active. He's he's got that. He he in a in a way, Masvidal kind of reminds me a lot of kind of reminds me a lot of of a Daniel Cormier in the way that he fights. He got that that suffocating style, or the way Cain um, Velasquez fights. That suffocating style with punches and punches and 
he's laying his weight on you, and he's he's being active on the inside. He's he's taking you down. He's doing things that are just this is different from from what you normally have. And with Masvidal, it may it makes him look it, it makes him a dangerous opponent because he's got the power to knock people out. He's also got he's also you know has a type of style that if he doesn't knock you out, he doesn't submit you. It's susceptible for him to get outpointed because he'll punch himself out going so hard at times. You know, he'll fade in 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 the in the mid in the middle parts of rounds, in the late parts of rounds. So you look at it from that standpoint, yes, he Yes, you, you like Masvidal from that standpoint. Yes, you like Damian Meyer from other standpoints. This is a good fight. Like I said, the styles are going to definitely clash. Whoever gets their game plan in first is going to win this fight. And I really think that the way that this fight's going to go, the way that this fight's going to end up going, is going to hit the ground. And when it does hit the ground, I hope Masvidal has enough jiu-jitsu sense that he can maneuver himself out of things. I also hope hope that he has the kind of sense that if he's in trouble to get back to his feet and get it back to a stand-up position because the more he plays with Maya on the ground, the quicker he's going to get beat. So he's got to come in with a game plan that I'm going to take him to the ground when I think is 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 absolutely necessary for me to take him to the ground. He goes in with that mindset; he's going to do just fine. So, just very excited, really excited to see this fight. I like Damian Meyer in this fight because I think Damian Meyer is more is more well-rounded than, than Masvidal. I think the ground game of Damian Meyer is going to going to dictate the, going to dictate the fight. Because I, I know Master Dawson don't want to take him to the ground. I know he's going to want to ground and pound him. Maya is too—he's—he's he's too snaky to to give him any kind of leeway. So what really needs to happen is Master Dawson needs to needs to stand up. He stand up with him. He needs to get some distance. He needs to uh, get the takedown. Get get right back up and you know not get caught in the submission. Gets caught in submission, it's game over. Game over. But I do like Damian Meyer because of because of his experience, because of the way that he's been going. Um, and again, just like we talked about with the Yair Rodriguez at Frankie Yeager match, this is a match that Tyron Woodley is fearing. He's fearing these two guys the most because these two guys show him something way different than any fight that he's that he's been in since he's been champion. Wonder Boy is Wonder Boy stood up in the pocket with him and took everything he had. And also Wonder Boy put put it on his ass. So this will be a welcome return. But don't I mean Wonder Boy put it on his ass. Wonder Boy won that first fight. I don't care what anybody says. It may have been a draw, but Wonder Boy won that fight. 
The second fight? The second fight? It was just it was it was a carbon copy of the first fight. Only thing is Tyron Woodley was a little bit was was more active in this fight. In a fight between one of these two guys, he's gotta watch out for the takedowns, he's gotta watch out for Jiu Jitsu, he's gotta watch out for big for big shots. Tyron Woodley's got got a nice chin, but his chin it isn't isn't as good as he as he wants to think it is. But he's got the kind of power that that can show you, that can give you what you want, what you really want out of out of a matchup. So I like Damian Maya in this matchup. I look, I mean, I like Damian Maya in this matchup. I think Masvidal is is there from a personal standpoint, but I like Jorge Masvidal. I like, I like, I'm sorry, I like Damian Maya. Most of all, I like Jorge Masvidal. I, I love Masvidal's style. Very entertaining, but is he, is he ready to step up to, to a child shot? He is if he gets past Damian Maya, but I don't, I don't see, I don't envision him getting past him. I just, I, I can't, I don't see it happening. I mean, not 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 yet anyway. I mean, I mean, once once you get into the fight and you get to see what 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 they're doing, see what kind of game plan they both have, then we'll we'll go from there. But I just I just think that Damian Myers gonna stay what what brought him to the yard, which is his jiu-jitsu. I just I just think that's what's gonna happen. His jiu-jitsu is gonna win out uh, over Master Dog. Master Dog's gonna make a mistake while taking him down and getting him on the ground, and that's gonna be all she wrote. Uh, that's just the way I see it. Moving on, these uh, and moving on to possibly, like I said earlier, the most. The most, probably the most explosive matchup of any of any women's fight that we're going to see this year, aside from what we're going to see in 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 July, was Amanda Nunez and and Valentina Shevchenko. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But Joanna Zanjacic, Jessica Andrade, JoJo, Andrade, did. There's a bit of bad blood between the two. And and for me, this could be probably one of the best matchups of of them all. Of, of the entire card. JoJo and Jessica, they, they have an intent. There's an intense rivalry between JoJo and some of the Brazilian fighters. I don't know what it is about about JoJo they don't like. I mean, with Claudia Gadeva, it, it was it was a it was a similar situation. Um, with um, I mean, with her fellow countryman Carolina Kavakovic. I mean, it was it was a it was a it was intense. I mean, so. There's a there's a lot of intensity toward JoJo 
that that you don't you don't really know. I mean, you don't really know what you're gonna get out of the, out of these guys. But all that aside, I'm looking at this fight. I'm looking at two women who are going to stand up and bang with each other. I mean, there is no doubt about it. These two women are going to stand up and they are going to bang with each other. I mean, Joanna, JoJo will, will, will go to war with anybody. And we've seen that in the last three fights that she's had. And I'm looking at this fight, and this could this young drive can do a lot of damage. She can definitely try. She can definitely take you down. She'll definitely try to take you down, and she's good at it. But JoJo is so good at at defending the takedown. So that's this is this is what makes this fight very interesting. Will Andrade try to engage? And if she does try to engage, she's going to get caught with with shots that's going to hurt her, that's going to put her to sleep. I mean, we are we are looking at we are looking at at, at a fight where if you don't see them going back and forth, you got to. Uh, I mean. I, I'm just I'm just looking at this fight and I, I'm 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 excited to see the fight because you know what Andrade can do submission wise you know what Joanna can do submission wise because she's she submitted some some people on the way on the way to the title to her title in her title reign she's also not people out in her title reign and she's also absorbed punches in her title reign so. So we're looking at two fighters who are going to weather the storm, who are going to take chances, take initiatives in this fight, be the two best fighters that they can be. I like Joanna. I like Joanna's style. She's she's a Muay Thai she's a Muay Thai practitioner. Who's won most one Muay Thai um, competitions, won various Muay Thai um, fights, and she's she's translated that into being a very 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 successful MMA fighter, and she she's a different kind of striker. I mean, she's almost she's long and lean. She's she's long and lean for for a for 115 pounders. Here's the question that 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 a lot of people have: If she wins this fight, will she move up to 125 pounds? What, which is what a lot of people are thinking she's going to do, or will she stay at 115, fight the likes of Claudia Gadella again? Uh, I mean, because we do know that the next fight that 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 the champion will have, whether whether it's JoJo or whether it's Andrade, 
the next fight up for either one of these fighters is Rose and Amin Yunus. And Rose and Amin Yunus outclassed, outfought a game, game karate hottie. So we're looking at, at, at this fight, and I'm looking at this fight, and I'm, and I'm looking at who would I want to see Nami Nunez in with next. And looking at it from a Styles point of view, I would love to see her in there with JoJo. Looking at it from the other point of view, but like I said, the Styles point of view, I would love to see her in there with JoJo. But then you look at what Jessica Andrade does, being a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, both of these guys, both of these ladies, both of those ladies being Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, having high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, and Josh and Nominee Yunus, you kind of, you kind of want to see that fight. I mean, because that'll be a dream fight of of submission specialists. You know, which is what I thought I would see in the first mere. Um, Minnesota matchup, and that never came about. So, you know, maybe this time it will. And then I'm looking at these two fighting each other, and Josh and JoJo, and I'm like, who, whoever put this fight together, put together just two composable elements. Put them in the put them in the same vacuum cleaner and let them fight amongst the dust. I mean, that, and so when the dust settles, who will be standing? Who will be standing firm? This is going to be a stand-up war. I, I, I just got that feeling. But the one moment that just sends Josh thinks that she can take get that takedown, she's going to get the takedown because. If she doesn't get a takedown, she doesn't try to establish establish generalship of the ring, ring generalship, and command of and command of of the pace. She's gonna get lulled into into just uh, out and out striking war, where that is to the advantage of of the champion. Joanna Jones-Jacic, Jedra Jacic, God, I keep messing up her name. But this does give JoJo the advantage if she stays up on her feet. Now, they hit the ground. JoJo's not susceptible to being on the ground, but she does have the type of submission skills that can either get her back to her feet or she can submit you. I've seen her. I've seen her win with arm bars. I've seen her win with rear naked chokes. I've seen her win. I've seen her win with with a guillotine. So, you know what you're gonna get on the ground with JoJo. Basic jujitsu skills. That she's gonna a get her back to her feet or b submit you with elementary with, with an elementary mistake. Then just just as I said, I love Jessica Andrade. Because she, I know she's going to be aggressive. I know that she's going to try to go off takedowns. I know that she's going to try to going to try to swing for the fences and just just be an out and out try an out and out killer. So, with that being said, 
who do I think will win? I think JoJo's going to win because JoJo's got the more precision strikes. She can fight on the inside very well. She throws great kicks to keep her distance. She She's very good at distance. And once she gets those heavy hands, once she gets her hands going, her hands get heavier. Her hands get, get more precise. And that's what makes her such a dangerous striker at 115. Will this be a swan song for her at 115 is the other question. If she wins, if she wins or if she loses. So this is something that we have to have to look at as well. So that being said, I like JoJo. I think JoJo will retain this Andrade. If she show, I mean. This going to drive. I mean, the loser of this fight, I think the loser of this fight will have to fight, will have to fight uh, Michelle Watterson. I think the winner of this fight will fight Rose Nominees. I mean, you lose the JoJo at this point, and you're you're that good. You're only going to fall a couple spots. You're not going to fall far. I mean, you're not going to fall far because you're not going to fall far because, you know, there's so many other fighters that aren't ready, but you are ready. So this is it's kind of a double-edged sword for for the one who loses this fight. It's also a double-edged sword for the one who wins this fight because you got to inform Rose Namajunas, you got – I mean, and then there's so many other fighters behind them that's ready to step up and fight. Um, that's ready to step up and fight, fight more. So, that being said, I, I really like. Like I said, I really like JoJo to win this fight. I think JoJo is going to win this fight. Uh, it's going to be a closer fight than people think, but I, I like JoJo in this fight. Um, I think it's going to be a decision if she don't TKO. So, um, so we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. Come back. We're going to talk about Neosis Dos Santos and much, much more. So y'all stay tuned. Searching for this truth here. Hey, what you doing, man? Uh. Hey, your world just living in it. Maybe I could get a word. Yeah. Uh. Boston, Massachusetts. Home with the pride of music. 
lot of drama on my mind. Went back home and old kill. I see my mama crying. What is going on? Looked in the mirror and I know it ain't me. Looked in the mirror, I was hungry, I was grinding, so a nigga had to go get that cheese. Too young, too young. It's a lot of young niggas in the city losing lives, losing lives, losing lives. Just too young, with two guns. It feels like yesterday when I was tripping with you. Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you. It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga. If he could have you, then nobody else could. Can we pull the trigger? Yeah, you pull the trigger and it's the same song. Everywhere we go, that murder, 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 pistol, bang, 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 is all we know. And it's like the same song. Everywhere we go, you better watch what you do tonight. They might take your life, they might take your soul, and I don't know. So I'm smoking on this drug. Praying to heaven, that's where I go. But this life that I live, I'm trying to get these Benjamins. I'm trying to not commit these sins, but I gotta get it, gotta get it, Lord knows. Lord knows. I don't wanna die too young. Side. 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 Side.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building, and we still talking about UFC 211. Also, before we get into that, I also want to thank our sponsors for, uh, of today's show, of, of the show, and of the Live by Terrence Network. Solar headphones, headphones with attitudes. Check them out at, at their website, hwaheadphones.com. Also, check them out at their various social media outlets. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and also they have a Tumblr page as well. So y'all check them out on on their various social media pages. Also check also check out our friends over at College Underground Radio. Also the Voices of Hip Hop. Um, we also do a venture with them. Also shout out to Tampa Mystic, uh, who's uh who's, who's been who's listened to the show a couple times. Uh, shout out to you. And uh, also a shout out to to the to all the mothers out there. Uh, happy Mother's Day to you! Tomorrow is Mother's Day. Hope that you you guys and gals did something great for your mothers, your grandmothers, and the the people that that are close to you that that play both mom and even the fathers that that play both mom and dad. Uh, so um, so. Uh, just happy happy Mother's Day to all. And getting back to our discussion uh, about UFC 211, and we come to the main event, and, and you know, no pun intended, the main event loves the main event of UFC 211. Uh, Steve Amiotis, Jr. Dos Santos, I, I've been waiting to see this see this rematch since the last time they fought, and the last time they fought, it was a it was a war. I mean, when I say it was a war, it was a friggin' war. I mean, these two guys, bloody, battered, bruised. I mean, it. To, I mean, right down to the wire, and I mean, it, it was such a great fight. I, I, I just, if it, it doesn't give it any kind of, there's no other way around it, other than the fact that this was probably this was. A fight of the night performance that people just did not understand. Do not understand how close this fight was. Um, it's a five round fight. Gene Dos Santos won by unanimous decision. But if you really watch this fight, this fight was a out and out friggin' war. I mean, both guys were hurt at various stages of this fight. Both guys were, both guys in this fight, they were battered, they were bruised, they were, I mean, any other way around it, I mean, there's no other way around it. You just, you just have no idea, and I wish that people could see that fight again. I, I, matter of fact, I, I hope it's on YouTube, and I'll watch it again before the fight because 
this was such a good fight. This was such a great fight that he knew it had to happen again. And when it came down to it, and you look at it, and you saw you saw rankings, and you saw everybody was fighting everybody else, and and Stipe had to make a had to make a a, a defense. Why not against the number four contender? Why not a guy like like Junior Dos Santos, who you had a war with and you lost to him the first time around? This time around, oh my God! I mean, oh my God! And this got this got implications all over it. Junior Dos Santos can can become a three time champion. I'm sorry, a two time champion. Um, Steve Melchis can can you know go into a third title defense can can take something out of this out of this title defense and and move on to the next to the next fighter. This is a good matchup of styles. You won't see this fight hit the ground, and if you do see it hit the ground, something is wrong. Uh, something is going to be very wrong. Steve Melchis may may take may get a takedown just because he just because he needs the. He, he wants to establish the points, and and the other and the other thing about that is, we look at we look at at this fight, and the strikes per minute. I mean, there's no difference between them. I mean, you got five point zero three for Miocic, four point eight nine for Dos Santos. I mean, they're landing the probably about the same amount of strikes. They landed about a fifty percent clip. And they absorb a lot of punches as well. I mean, I mean the head movement between the two are very, very well rounded in, in regards to that. This is a good fight. I'm so excited for this fight. This is probably one of the one of the like I said, the probably the better cards that the UFC has put on this year. This is a stack card, and we haven't even talked about the preliminary part of this part of this of this. Of this match, of this card, this has got because the main card is is probably the most stacked main card that we've seen in a long time out of the UFC. And with that being said, Stephen Miocic, his last fight out against Alistair Overeem, he he was genuinely hurt in that fight. He was he had a tight guillotine. He popped his head out. Came back in that fight. And just destroyed Alistair Ring. Alistair Ring looked lost. I mean, he looked he looked battered. He looked bruised. And with that being with that, I mean, Junior Santos has gone on a five fight winning streak and, and just destroyed everybody in his wake. I mean, Mark Hunt. I mean, you look at the fighters he's fought since since. Since winning against Stipe Miocic, I mean, I mean, he lost out sobering. I mean, freakish knockout. I mean, he he's he won. And he's two and two in his last four fights, but he's won fights that he should have won. He's lost fights he shouldn't shouldn't have lost. Like that sobering fight, I don't understand how he lost that fight. I mean. He got caught with a good punch, and I, I tell you that he did get caught with something great. But you no, know, two and two in your last last fight, I mean, your last fought 
I mean, you lost the championship, then then you you face Stipe and beat Stipe, then you come back and you lose to you come back and you lose to uh, Alice Overeem, and of course, the thing about this after that after that Stipe Miocic fight, you know he went into a year a year off because of shoulder surgery, then a subsequent knee surgery, then. Um, you fight Alistair Overeem, hurt you, hurt yourself again, lose that fight. You're out again for another almost another year, almost another few months. You know, taking care taking care of different injuries and fights getting canceled on you and things of that nature. So yes, I understand. Yes, I understand. You know that you haven't been fighting the way you want to fight. Um, you know, you fight Ben Rothwell, and then you hurt yourself again, and now it's the first time you fought in 13 months. So, in less than, in, in, in almost, in almost two years, in almost three years, you've only fought, this will be your, your fourth fight in three years. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, injuries have, have slowed you down. Yes, training camp, new training camp that he, that he was in, yeah, that, that, that did it. But at the same time, you know, you miss a lot of time. So it's it's high time that, that you get in and you try to get a regular schedule. Championship fight against Steve Amiocic, you win this fight. I mean, that puts you in line to fight the who's who at the heavyweight division. I mean, um, Ken Velasquez, uh He'll be coming back. I mean, um, you put yourself in line with, with, um, <laughs> I mean, with the Fabrizio Verdum. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different fights out there that could possibly happen. The Junior Dos Santos wins this fight, but there's also some big time matchups that could happen if Steve Miocic wins this fight. Wins this fight as well. So I mean, there, there, there's a lot of intangibles in this fight that are wrapped up in this fight. I like Stipe Miocic in this fight because Stipe Miocic, he's just he's just on fire right now. I mean, he's a focused guy who who just has all the momentum in the world right now. And for me, this makes this fight. So much fun to watch because you know what you're going to get out of Junior Dos Santos. You know what you're going to get out of Stipe. Let's just get it going. Let's just get it going. I mean, as my man, as my man Ryan, Ryan would say from from Party Down South, let's get it going. Get it going. You know, I mean, I, this whole card for me has got me excited. Like I said, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Donald Portier, uh, on the preliminary card, the main event of the preliminary card, you got you got guys right here, Dustin Diamond Poirier and and Eddie Alvarez. I mean Eddie Alvarez is just a legend in the sport. I mean his fights with his fights with Michael Chandler are legendary. And they pretty much put Bellator on the map. Now the question is the question is: Is Michael Chandler coming to coming to the UFC? Um, 
he's out of contract. Um, he's in that executive period where um, basically they're the only ones that can they can negotiate with him at this present moment in time. If I'm not mistaken, um, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, Michael Sandler is, yeah, he is, he is coming into, uh, He is come, he is going into free agency, and you know he's in that. Like I said, he's in that in that exclusive time frame where uh, where he's going to be negotiating some. Yeah, where he's going to be negotiating some some deals with uh. With him, so. I mean, I'm I'm just excited to see what's going to happen with 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 Michael Chandler. Um, I know Scott Coker has talked about he's going to get him some high level some high level fighters to fight him, but but I, I'm. I'm really. I mean, even though Michael Chandler says he's happy, I think he's. I think he's ready to make that big step. I think he's ready to. I think he's ready to come to. I think he's. I think he's ready to come to UFC. I mean, he he wants to fight Conor McGregor. He wants to fight Anthony Pettis. He wants to fight Nate Diaz. I, he wants to fight Habib. I, I mean, and I, I can see Michael Chandler coming to the UFC. And doing that, I mean, fighting Eddie Alvarez again, fighting the Dustin Poirier at, at 155. I mean, this is so much fun. This will be so much fun to see O. Michael Chandler come in and fight Eddie Alvarez again at the UFC level, in the UFC, just to see where these two fit. fit. You know, Dustin Poirier, Heavy hands. I mean, he—he's a killer. I mean, you're looking at two guys that are just killers who are just who just can put it together and and make things happen just as quick as they can as they can as they can. I mean, like I said, this is what makes this fight so much fun because you don't know the psyche that. You don't know what what kind of psyche Eddie Alvarez has. You don't know, you know, you don't know what Dustin Poirier you're gonna get. Um, I mean, because Dustin Poirier, he he's he's had some he's had some really good fights. Irish Joe Duffy. Um, Bobby Green was a great fight he had, you know, big time knockout. And then he got then he gets hurt by Michael Johnson 
and then he comes back and he fights Jim Miller. You know, in February. So I mean, he's been up and down. I mean, he's three and one in his last four fights. Eddie Alvarez. You know, we all know what happened to Eddie Alvarez. Uh, his last fight out. His last fight out. He got destroyed by Conor McGregor. But you know, coming into that fight, you know, he had he had a. I think a four-fight winning streak, a three-fight winning streak, something like that. Yeah, three-fight winning streak. I mean, yeah, I mean, you lose. I mean, you lose the I mean, you lose to Don Cerrone your first fight in. I mean, that that's. I mean that that's. You know that's that's nothing to hang your head over, and then. You fight Gilbert Melendez, and you, you, you have an absolute war with Gilbert, and you beat Gilbert by split decision. Then you go and you fight Anthony Patterson. You beat Anthony Patterson by split decision. And then you go in to fight Rafael Dos Anjos, and you just basically destroy him in, in less than three minutes. So you, you're starting to get your feet wet in the UFC. And then you have your second loss in the UFC to Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor just basically just pulverized you. I mean, like you, you said, you said after that fight that you didn't stick to the game plan. If you had, if you were to have stuck to the game plan, it would have been a different fight. I don't think that even if you had the same game plan that you said you had against Conor McGregor, I don't think that you would have beat Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is just. He's just a next level fighter right now, and and he's what I mean by that. I mean that he's 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 just right now he's unbeatable. He he's a scary fighter right now, and whatever happens between him, whatever happens between him and, and Floyd Mayweather, it needs to happen because I mean. Habib's on. Habib's looking, looking in. I mean, Nate Diaz is one to come back to 55 to fight you at 55. I mean, he's somebody's not going to fight this year. But um, again, you got you got Donald Cerrone that can come down to 55 that wants to fight him. You know, if Donald Cerrone don't say at 70, you no. Know, I mean, Cerrone is the only one that's in the top 10 in both. In two different divisions. I mean, he's a number eight welterweight, and he's a he's a number eight welterweight, and he's number five, number three. Uh, and he's a number three, uh, one hundred fifty five pounder. I mean, so that that just tells you something right there about him, and and what and what you can do. I mean, like he got caught. By Jorge Masvidal, which sets up this fight, Jorge Masvidal, Damian Maya, which would have, which should have been Don Cerrone, Damian Maya, which would have happened like <laughs> in uh, March sometime. I mean, but I just think that Don Cerrone fought so much. Uh, he he needed to come off. I mean, six months off. You know, you got Robbie Lawler, the next fight out. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You are 
you are going to have some heavy some some heavy punches thrown at you and some heavy punches hit you. So I mean, like I said, I mean Eddie Alvarez Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier can be the fight of the night if JoJo and Nisha and Josh didn't already have that moniker that's in my head right now between the two of them. So I, I just I just I'm just ready to I'm ready to see this fight. Alvarez Fortier. I'm ready to see Jerry Rodriguez and Frankie Edgar. Damian Meyer, Jorge Masvidal. I mean, this whole main card plus the main event card plus the main event of the preliminaries. We have six matches. These are six pay per view matches right now. And you're seeing one on on free TV that's going to affect the landscape of the 155-pound division. I mean, it's going to it's going to affect it. And also, Frankie Edgar Rodriguez is going to affect it's going to affect the 145-pound division. I mean, Joko Branch. I mean, Branch could vault himself into that top 15. Was an upset. I mean, so we are looking. Like I said, we are looking at we're looking at six fights right now that could be that could be big time fights. But the one fight I want I want everybody to, to look at um, on Fight Pass: Jessica Aguilar, Courtney Casey. These are two fighters that. Do you think JoJo and, and Jessica and Drives are gonna are gonna, are gonna throw down? These two women are gonna throw down too, but you're gonna see them do things a little bit different because Jessica Aguilar does like to submit you. Courtney Casey does like to submit you. Um, even though Courtney Casey does have does have the ability to knock people out, so just just looking at that card, just looking at the preliminary card and fight pass. Guys, I tell you, I mean, I will, I will go out on a limb and I will say this: this is going to be a great card for everybody to watch, everybody to see, simply because there's so much, so much at stake everywhere among among the different divisions, especially the two title fights that we have tonight, especially the other four fights that we have. That the other three fights that are on the main card, they're gonna affect. They're gonna affect rankings, and they're gonna affect who fights who next. So, this is a, this is a good time if you're if you're an MMA fan, or if you've gotten stagnated with MMA. This would be a good time to get back into watching it. Next week, next week. I mean, next week we'll be talking boxing again because you got. I mean, you got some. You got some big time fights next week that people are going to be talking about for the next for the next few years. And and to be quite honest with you, I mean I mean I I I, I wanna be in Sheffield, England next week. I want to be. I want to be in Sheffield. I want to be in. I want to be in New York City. 
I mean, Terrence Crawford next week putting up his putting up his 140 pound championships against Felix Diaz. I mean, and then also next week, you know, you got. I mean, next week you got. I mean, you got uh, Kel Brook and and um, and Errol Spence from Bramall Lane in in Sheffield, home of the Sheffield United, home of Sheffield United uh, Football Club. I mean, there's so many fights that that we're going to be talking about next week. I mean, Tans Buck Crawford feels the ass. Um, Errol Spence. Um, L. Spence, Kell Brook. I mean, and then also we'll be talking. Also, we'll be talking again. Last week, um, last week blew my mind. And you know, before we go any further, last week blew my mind. And um, with Canelo beating Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., probably beating him into into retirement. Um, and then getting my mind blown after the fight, uh, been agreed upon, cannot wait, September 16th, 2017, T-Mobile Arena, I mean, Triple G, Canelo, finally getting on. I mean, they finally get it on, and it's probably one of the most anticipated boxing matches ever. And that card, I hope, comes together in a way that people just don't understand. (laughs) I hope that that card comes about because... If that card comes about the way that it should come about, there should be at least three. There should be at least three championships on that card. There should be at least. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm being serious when I say this. There should be at least three championships on that card. There should be at least. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna put, if you're gonna put Triple G. And and Canelo out there, you should you should try to get a matchup for Chocolatito to regain his championship, or get or see see if a Bud Crawford would be would be interested in fighting on that card because I mean that, that that's another title match that you could have right there or Vassal Lomachenko. I mean, go on that pay per view card. I mean, to partner with those guys because. For me, looking at looking at September sixteenth, Canelo Triple G, if you do this card the way that you did the first Ward Kovalev fight, there will be no buys. I mean, and the initial the initial um, the initial number that came out for last week's card uh, for Canelo's last fight that was pay per view. Was over nine hundred thousand bots, and 
that number could grow to as far as two million buys. Um, as much as two million buys, two million buys. I mean, those are just the initial numbers. Those numbers won't be known probably for probably another ten to eleven, maybe twelve months of how many how many numbers of buyers there really was for that for this fight. I am so excited to see Triple G and Canelo fight in this card. I hope HBO, I hope the Bella Entertainment, I hope Top Rank is listening to this because this is a this this needs to be a monster card, a monster of a card, monster card, and I said it, a monster card. It needs to be again. A monster card. It needs to have stars all over it. You know, Lomachenko. You can put. You can possibly put on there. Um, Terence Crawford. You can possibly put on there if he comes through unscathed in in this fight. Um, how about uh, Chocolatito? Like I said, you put Chocolatito on this fight on this card. You can put. Um, I mean, this is a this is a big time card, and you can put a lot of people on this card. I mean, a lot of people. So, I mean, is it? It's just a how how do you want to market it? How do you want to put it? There's a lot of things you can do with this card. I mean, just like you see, just like you see here from from here to August with the UFC. Yes, card after card after card. You know, I mean, so uh, what? What else can you say? I mean, what else can can can, can I say about about? The boxing card on September 16th that I haven't said before. It's so exciting, so exciting. And then, you know, what's going to possibly happen in the next few months in the heavyweight division? I mean, two weeks ago we had probably one of the one of the best heavyweight heavyweight fighting was probably put on on the map again with Anthony Joshua and and Vitaly Klitschko. Now we're looking at that card. That card was absolutely stacked. You know, on Showtime came together for that card because that needed to happen. That needed to happen. Now, what needs to happen again? Joseph Parker, Joseph Parker, and and Deontay Wilder. They need to fight. That needs to be that needs to, that needs to be there. Um, I mean that that's a fight that has to happen. Then we're looking at a possibility of 
you know, Anthony Joshua Klitschko two, or Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury. I mean, for me, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua would make sense. Because Anthony Joshua, because you know, nobody beat Tyson Fury for a championship. So I can see why you could put in Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury type matchup. But looking at looking at it from a big money perspective, you get the WBO, WBA championship, WBC, I'm sorry, WBO, WBC, um, Unification going, and then you also have the vacant. Then you also have the WBA, IBF, IBO champion who is Anthony Joshua, and then you have a unified world champion. I mean, that's how that's how close you are right now in this. I mean, like that's how close you are to getting a title unification. And I think that you may need to do – I mean, I think that may have to happen. I mean, to me, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that fight has to happen. That has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. So, I mean – I don't know, but we got a few minutes left, and uh, I just want to again. I want to thank everybody for listening to the everybody for listening. Um, I want to thank um, I want to thank everybody with the Live by Terrence Network, the Admin Wendy, T Rex, uh, DJ EA, Casey, uh, the kids, uh, the Ben, the Bennett. Mama, Mama and Daddy Bennett, um, my parents, my nephew Jamil. If you haven't heard his, haven't heard his album yet, go to iTunes and listen to his album. Jamil Houston, his album is called Wave. I mean, he, he got some great songs on there. Um, also, shout out to my girl B3. Uh, she's going to drop her visual, her visual single, in in the next in the next week or so. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, man, go check go check out my go check out my girl B three, uh, Phoenix Entertainment's own B three. Uh, shout out to Underground Sounds, um, Gray Baker, Marquise Wineglass. Uh, his new album comes out pretty soon. Uh, shout out to to uh, Rapswell, uh, who just dropped his album on on iTunes as well. Um, also the man Black. Uh, to my man Black, his album drops July seventh, twenty seventeen, and I hope y'all hope y'all go out there and check his album out, man. He's got some great things on his album, and also check out the vlog that comes out of, of him um, on July thirtieth. We're gonna me and myself, T Rex, the Live by Tennis Network, and uh, Dad Man Wendy. Um, we're all gonna we're gonna drop um, the vlog and of uh, the day in the life of Black. So 
uh, in conjunction with his with his album um, dropping. Uh, so with that being said, man, everybody have a great weekend. Everybody be careful. Um, whatever you do tonight, you know, do it with do it with care, do it with kindness, and as always, man, do what you got to do, and also be free in what you do, man, because you only get one life, so just do it. So with that being said, man, everybody have a great weekend, and I'm out. Let's go tailgating. Wherever you take it, girl, I'ma roll with ya Said lately been dissing all on my own business But girl, believe me, I swear I'm done with these old, you know Well, damn, but maybe not for life Cause then again, there's gotta be a reason I get jealous when you mention friends Well, picture perfect, baby, let's pretend That this is now and now it's really then Now and again I go Searching for ya So can't you see the fire? Robin steady burning for ya To make it clear that I got more than a yearning for ya I'm just so when you see me as someone that's perfect for ya Said am I worth it for ya? And when I find it, I'll be the first to remind you That what we live in is timeless And by the time we were rhyming, I swear Start to see that it's one hell of a life And we finished on it off with one hell of a You're the one I can't seem to find But look up, you can see me now among the sky On the horizon, it's searching for you among the highs You got me feeling like I'm always running out of time Or maybe out my mind, playing my part again If life again, will you shuffling up my cards again Reading your signs, so I'm finna follow my heart again Rolling through traffic like I've been passing the cars you in You got me looking back It's like you're moving away in back of my I'm staying focused and trying to send you my So for the future, what's my sense of being? And I can promise you only getting the best of mine You got what's worthy of really putting the rest aside The inner beauty to sell a woman is best to find The funny thing is that girl, you something I'm best to find
not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got yeah, the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley the Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Sawn as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary, instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. You're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh, uh. What? Gentleman again after his dreams running. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got. I keep a rolling cause we all got. Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I say it is nothing hardly that's replicating a field Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living, I'm still We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition Introducing what's missing, the young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road to living for higher means It's just the sound of me getting after my dreams, run it Cash is the root of the evil around me. I mean what I'm speaking, call the truth and you call it deep. 
Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you, making a note of every time you struggle, but never forget it. Ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it. He brought you to it, he gon' lead you through it. Know that it's real. And my faith is a trophy, I have to prove it. See, I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing. But I learned the only way to stand out is to be outstanding. So demand your greatness, despite of what the demand is. Drink, drink. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.